podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how are you doing this fine Monday? Good, good, good. Happy Monday. There's finally things to talk about, so I'm excited. I like when there's actually <clears throat> excuse me, things of substance to talk about, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, what, what do you, did the 49ers do something big in the last few days? There is an end of an era. End yeah, of the end. We could we could just the, we could just describe this era for the rest of the podcast with so many different words. Yeah, but the Trey gonna, area era is over. Is where we're going with, and a little a uh, little behind Gonzo. the scenes. Yeah, I'm gonna pull back the curtain real quick. Daniel and I actually recorded an episode last week after the news broke that Trey was going to be the number three quarterback, not the number two that Sam Darnold had locked that up. We had it recorded. It is now a hidden episode because yours truly did not edit it in time, and the 49ers traded Trey Lance before we had it released. So since most of the episode was spent speculating about potential Trey Lance trades, we decided not to release it. Obviously, As I'm sure you know, we nailed it. We knew that Trey Lance would go to the Cowboys for a fourth-round pick. Daniel and I both said that. It was our first and only guess because it was so obvious. But now we really get to talk because it's, it's happened. It's over. The most disastrous NFL draft pick of my time following the 49ers, and I don't even think it's disastrous necessarily because of Trey himself. It's just disastrous, and how it went down is over. Obviously, we heard a lot from Trey, uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, but Trey Lance is now a Dallas Cowboy, former number three overall pick. Daniel, give me your initial reaction. What do you think? I'm not shocked at all that we traded him. Uh, personally, I'm glad that we did. I said I said this plenty on our hidden episode. Uh, if you ever get access to it, you'll hear it. Um, nothing against Trey. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a great player with some potential. But just in the in the small sample size that we've given him has not and I, I fully believe he has not had the full opportunity so there is some serious risk in giving him away especially for a measly fourth round pick uh for all of the draft capital that was spent on him this will go down as one of the worst uh one of the worst draft picks one of the worst trades to acquire this draft pick Um, But again, as Kyle and John said, this comes down to them. I think that this was quite the risk and the gamble for them, and they were willing to take it. But I also think that they really managed the situation with Trey very poorly. I think that there was a lot of botched things that go along with his experience in San Francisco. I think it was a very mishandled situation. And he gets to start fresh. The Niners get to start fresh. And ultimately, that is what I'm most excited about. Um, I complained all last episode about how much noise our our number two slash number three quarterback battle is getting. And I'm like, this is crazy. This is the backup quarterback position. And this is talked about as like one of the biggest battles in all of football is our backup quarterback position. And I'm just just over the 
the talk what I want to focus about the rest of the team because they're way better and more exciting to me. But I'm very thankful that we can just kind of put it to bed. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's probably best for the 49ers. It's it's best for Trey as well, right? And you had Kyle Shanahan said in his press conference, like, I think I let Trey Lance down. And I think Trey's injuries were a, were a huge factor here. But ultimately, if you are a franchise NFL quarterback, you probably win out when you're told you're fighting for your job and for your chance to be on one of the best rosters in the NFL. So I, I wish Trey Lance the best. I hope to see him become a successful starter for someone besides the Cowboys, ideally. But I'm, if I'm betting on it, I, I, don't, I don't see a better situation for him. And yes, the injuries, and yes, it was a weird starting situation because the 49ers were ready to win now and Trey wasn't. But ultimately, if he was going to be one of those guys, I can't imagine that he wouldn't have figured it out. So I wish him the best. I hope he turns into an elite quarterback. I would, I'm would. i not expecting it, though. And I that's that's kind of where I see it now. But, yeah, I mean, Daniel, we got to spend a few minutes. People are crying mismanagement left and right. People say Jed York should fire Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. I mean, and, yeah, it was a completely bungled pick. And you know what? The 49ers have bungled a lot of first-round picks. But also, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch aren't going anywhere unless they want to because this team has been a top-four team in the NFL for the, every, basically every season for the past four years. And they've done all – they've made mistakes, absolutely, but they are still an elite team. And to be elite despite those mistakes is really, really incredible. Yeah, they lucked out with Purdy. They've had a lot of situations where they drafted somebody early and the late pick at the same position turned out to be better. Uh Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, Ty Davis Price, Jordan Mason, Fred Warner, Reuben Foster. Right, like you have the, not the same draft, but the but it, the analogy applies. Uh, Ambry Thomas and why well, can't Diamador Lenore? Right, you have all these examples where whoever runs the 49ers like third round, third fourth round after that draft is much better than whoever runs the first three. Right, and yet. You're not going to fire Lynch and Shanahan because this team keeps on winning. And so that's why people will complain all they want. And it's like, you know what? Results. Like scoreboard. <laughs> they have one of the best offenses in the NFL despite mis- bungling yeah. three first-round picks on and to y- Trey Lance trade. So a terrible trade. I mean, the Dolphins turned that asset into Tyreek Hill and Bradley Chubb. But at the same time, they they got and a good to team your out point, of this. And so the 49ers keep winning. And to your winning. point to that of why John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan will not be fired over this and why the NFL world did not think this. I mean, yes, everyone knew about Trey Lance's pick and then that he's not as great, but this has not made the Niners look as bad as it would have made any team look because of them striking gold in the late rounds. If the 49ers did not find late round picks like the ones you just rambled off, Hufunga, Mitchell, and so on, they they would not have because the Niners have still succeeded even with Trey Lance being on the roster and not playing. They traded three first round picks to acquire the third overall pick and draft the Trey Lance. And it has not damaged them as much as it would have any team because they do so well in the late rounds. So not having a first round pick for essentially three years because Trey Lance never won really played a lot and wasn't at value of a first-round pick. I mean, he was just barely on the field. So let's just say they're without three first-round picks, essentially, for a backup quarterback who wasn't playing at all and couldn't. 
but yet they were still finding success and winning their division and winning a lot of football games. Any other team would not have been able to handle that because of the success that the Niners have had in those later rounds. It has made up for this mishaps. But what I'm so excited to hopefully see this next draft this year and so on is Trey is now gone and next next draft we will have a first round back. So imagine how much better we could even be than we are now where we're not wasting three first round picks. We're going to get to see next this season what it's like to just not have that that kind of mistake, the the Trey Lance pick on the roster. And Trey hadn't done a whole lot during the season for us, but next year, next season will be after the draft will be massive to see wow, if we're able to retain, you know, that that posted deal better be coming. But if we're able to retain pretty much all of these guys, then and add a first round pick, and I believe we still have second and so on. I got to look at what draft capital we truly have next year, but that's in some time. The Niners will be unbelievable at that point because they're as good as they are now with so very little high-end draft capital. And so that, just to summarize that whole rant, that is what this that is what this this trade saga, this trade area era has meant is lacking in draft capital, but yet they're still so stinking good. And so just a just to put a cork in this one, I'm very excited that we can move on from this. Kyle and uh, and John, yes, they took ownership. They have to. They made the mistake. But we need to take a step back perspective-wise and look at, look at all the good that they've done in the midst of this mistake as well. So to your point, Timmy, that if this would not have worked for any other team or these guys would not be around if it were any other team. Absolutely. And I think I think it'll be interesting what the 49ers do at quarterback now. It seems like Brock Purdy is the guy, a hidden talent, a really, really good player who does exactly what Kyle Shanahan yeah. wants, right? But is he going to be the guy? You know who's a free agent, Daniel, next season? Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, his name rhymes with jerk Juzzins. This would be Kirk Cousins, the Minnesota Vikings, longtime, you know, Kyle Shanahan uh, desire to have on the team, but has never, obviously never, uh, never joined the squad, but a long, long time guy that the Niners have been interested, have shown interest in that Shanahan particularly has, has shown interest in. And yeah, a great, a great question of what, what we want of what Kyle Shanahan wants. I think it's probably Brock Purdy. I think Purdy's really, really good. But if he falters, I, yeah, I do need, the 49ers aren't drafting no. another guy, right? So what other and options I, are there? You know, Sam Darnold? Who knows? I do need to make one one final comment on it is I have believed in Brock Purdy. I mean, ever since he came in and won seven regular season games in a row to start his career, I believed in him. He looks good. And especially he's, he's putting a lot of work even while he's been injured to look even better. The players are raving about him. Kyle's raving about him. But I believe that Trey Lance was, that situation was mishandled and that they did not develop Trey Lance very well at all. And that does worry me about Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch's ability to develop a quarterback. Now, Brock did really well last year, but in terms of progressing and getting better, I got to say, having Jimmy Garoppolo and his level of progressing or lack of, and especially with Trey, 
does not make me feel good about John and Kyle's ability to develop a quarterback. And so maybe Brock is just better than Jimmy and Trey were when they got there. Maybe it was a first round or a first year deal. I don't know. But I'm I'm more nervous than I have been as I've thought more and more about the mishandling of Trey Lance's development. It makes me nervous about Brock Purdy's development and how much better can he truly get under John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree. I mean, I I think the key here is though that that Trey the the difference here is that Trey was severely hindered by injuries that no one could have seen coming, right? Like, everyone... Like, we did not know this but until this year, but Trey couldn't throw his rookie year, essentially, because of that finger chip. And then you had last year. Like, he's never been healthy. And so, that's no one's fault, you know? And it's a bummer that the 49ers weren't able to work with him to get him to where he needed to be. And some of that is on Trey. Maybe he really isn't the guy, but the reason we have no way of knowing is injuries. And that's, that's no one's fault. It's just... It's where we are, you know? It is. Well, goodbye, Trey. Enjoy Dallas. Good luck to you. Yeah. I don't think we have much else to say. Winning cures all ills, you know? So the 49ers are going to be fine as long as they keep winning. Um, Trey, I wish you the best, man. Um, I'm very bummed it didn't work out. I would love to sell you your rookie card and 49ers jersey if interested. If anyone is in the market for a vintage Trey Lance 49ers rookie card or jersey, I have both. So, that's well, fun. this is but yeah. Looks like Brock is the guy, and that, that's been clear all offseason. And Kyle Shanahan has, has started to get annoyed with the media and fans. He's been like, We told you from day one that it was Brock. Like, I don't know what you want this from is, me. <laughs> like, so that's it's locked in. We have to. F- and ready to roll 49ers 2023 season, I guess. We end this last uh, segment of Trey Watch. Yeah. Trey Watch is done. It's now time for... Um, More exciting things. Hold on. I'm trying to rhyme Brock. Oh, gosh. On the- I got nothing. I'll, I'll, I'll have something by the end of the episode. But yeah. More exciting things. Daniel's right. We have the... Roster cuts coming out tomorrow will be the final 49ers roster who's making the final 53-man team. It's going to be fun to fun to see what happens. So, Daniel, I think we're just going to dive through that depth chart on ESPN and, and give our picks for who we see making it at each position and maybe some guys we think the 49ers might try to snag on the practice squad. Yes, but well. before that, we are going to do something different. I wish I had a sound button of an alarm going off Whoa. because – There was a list that came out today, the NFL Top 100 Players for the 2023 season, and have you read it? I have not. It was on ESPN, and I have gone through it already, and there's plenty of things I disagree with, but there's some things I love about it. It's because the San Francisco 49ers have the most players on it. The Niners led this year with eight players on the list. There's only one franchise with not a single player on it, and I will let you guess what team that is. Houston Texans. No, they they, had, they do have a player on it. It is in our division. It is the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. So, while the Niners have yeah. eight players in the top 100 list, the Cardinals do not have a single one. And we're going to go through this list real quick, and you're going to try to guess who is at what spot. I will tell you what spot they are to give you at least a little bit of a hint. 
what spot the 49ers yes. player I is. I at least want you to guess how yeah, do it. high, so how close to number one do you think our first player is? Number you think one. we have the best player this year? I think we have two guys at number one. We do not have anybody at number one. I hate to break it to you, especially like okay. that. But we do not. So it's, so wrong. it's wrong. Yes. I like that. <laughs> uh, you can take a guess on who number one is. Trent is Williams. not Trent Williams. It is Patrick Mahomes. But our. Sorry, it is Patrick again, Mahomes. Daniel. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, so it's the top 100 NFL players. Yes, Patrick Mahomes. He's number one. one. And then Justin Jefferson is number two. I will just tell you that our first player is at number nine. It's probably Bosa, right? It probably should be Trent Williams, but Bosa. Nick Bosa is number nine for this year in the NFL top 100. We have our second player at number ten. What's our guess okay. there? Number ten. Number ten. Christian McCaffrey. Whoa! I always forget. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, about he's on the CMC. Niners now. If you didn't know. Good. Yeah. Good stuff is going to come from that. So, next. Oh okay. So then, where's our Trent next Williams? Player is at eighteen. That is Trent, Trent Williams? Williams. We have three players inside the top twenty. That is amazing. Our next player is at 23. Fred, Fred Warner. Warner. Four players in the top 25. That's amazing. Number five, our fifth person in the top 100 is at number 30. Okay, hold on. Javon Hargrave? George Kittle. Oh, yeah. Our number sixth player in the top 100 is at number 32. Who is that? 32. What side of the ball? Can you give me that? Defense. Talanoa Hufanga? It's Javon Hargrave. You were close. Ah, I didn't want to guess the same guy twice. In our top, this is just insane. I'm trying to do statistics and math, and I just can't this quick. But we have 30. There's 32 players been named so far, and six six of those players are 49ers. It's like 17, 18%. That's unreal. There's 32 teams. There's 32 NFL teams, and in the top 32, we have six of those players. That's amazing. Our seventh player in the top 100 is at number 44. So that is, yes, seven players in the top 50. Who is number 44? Talanoa Hufanga? Debo Samuel. Yeah, that's fair. Now, I have to. Now I've done the the same. Yes, guy but again. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of help on this last one. Our last player in the top 100. This is where I disagree with it a little bit. Is because this player is not Talanoa Hufunga or Brandon Ayuk. Neither one of them are supposedly in the top 100. Now I feel horrible complaining. I feel like an idiot complaining that we should have more than eight in the top 100. I might change this last player with either Brandon Ayuk or. Uh, Talanoa Hufunga, my boy. Who is this last player? Okay. Are they on offense or defense? They're on defense. This last player is at number 75 in the top 100. 
don't really have like uh we have Charvarius Ward. He's pretty good, but I don't know if he's like a top one hundred guy. I'd, it is, is it Eric Armstead? Armstead. Nice. I got I got one. That was the trickiest yeah, one to I, guess. I too, believe that. But what's crazy so. to me is yes, we have eight guys in the top one hundred and deservedly well, deservedly so. I don't know if Armstead if I would put him in the top one hundred if I was doing it. I think I would put Dre Greenlaw higher than Armstead. Yeah, uh, and I would I would put Brandon Ayuk. I almost guessed yeah, Dre I would Greenlaw. Put, uh, Brandon Ayuk and Talanoa Hufunga above him as well, and I think I would put at least Hufunga in the top one hundred. So, quite the list. But how incredible is that, you guys? Eight players in the top one hundred leading the NFL, and six of them are in the top thirty-two. Seven of them are in the top fifty. That is unreal. In this list, with these eight guys being in the top one hundred. I don't, you know, I saw a post today. It says, hey, does uh, does the NFC run through the Eagles? And I was like, whoa, I'm sure they have like six or seven on the list as well right behind us. But I just like, I feel like the Niners, people never, ever, ever want to say they're the best, no matter what. No matter what list shows that we have the most guys in the top 100, no matter what list shows we have the best players at each position or whatever it is, there's, they're just never, no one wants to ever say the Niners are the best. And I just... This list just bonkers me, and I cannot wait for the season. So let's get to these 53-man roster projections, and let's see how many we can get correct heading into final cuts tomorrow, and we'll talk about our, our predictions today. We'll talk about it next week on our episode. It's going to be fun. I'm trying to – I'm pulling up, like, our recent uh, roster cuts so I make sure we uh, – so I make sure I don't miss anyone – Who's already been been cut? But I feel pretty good about where we're at. All right, let's let's do this. Let's figure out who the 49ers are going to carry. Fifty-three man roster cuts coming tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, and we are going to give you our take on those. Daniel, you want to just go f- position by position and see who we think the 49ers are going to going to hold on to? No better, no better place to All start right. than quarterback. Well, Quarterback. I'm gonna say Trey Lance is not on the You'd roster. Be correct. Um, the four, the 49ers. Brock Purdy is gonna start. We've known that. Sam Darnold is the backup, obviously making the roster. I don't know what we're gonna do next, Daniel. I mean, the 49ers push to make this emergency QB rule, right, where you can have a quarterback on the 53-man roster. They don't have to count against the 48 players you dress for game day, but they can come in if the other two QBs are injured. So the 49ers made that rule yes. happen, right? So that makes me think they'll probably carry that, a third. That QB. tells me they will absolutely. Will it be? That Allen? tells me they will absolutely. I take don't a third. know that it'll be out. Who would it be instead? Well, Allen didn't have the best. He he didn't have no, the best game. No, he doesn't game, look awesome. Right? But he was. He did not have the best game he, against the he Chargers. He was Joe Burrow's main backup last year, and I think there is something to be said for that. Um, what we know for sure is that they'll take three quarterbacks right now. I'll lose my dang mind if they don't. Um, but yeah, I, I fully believe it to be Brandon Allen, even given his not awesome preseason. Um, everybody, every. What about Will Greer? I'd be surprised. Uh, Brandon Allen has his had a better career so far in my opinion and he's been around with the Niners more and I think it comes down to things we don't see they're not they're not really taking this third quarterback to be like hey which one's better and can we put in they're hoping and praying that they never have to see the field they're hoping and praying that Sam Darnold never has to see the field really so it can just be Brock so I don't 
That's like the. Uh, have you heard that quote from? I think it was a Colts offensive coordinator in in Peyton Manning's days. We don't swear on the podcast, so I can't yes. say the whole quote. But someone asked, someone was visiting a Colts training camp and was like, "Hey, how come you never have the backup like quarterback take any snaps?" And the guy was like. Because if Peyton goes down, we're effed, and why would we practice practice yeah. effed? <laughs> or and we don't practice effed. <laughs> that, I mean, that is how a lot of the NFL feels about their backup quarterback situation. I'm not sure it's how the 49ers feel, because Kyle Shanahan is convinced that he could win if I was playing quarterback for him. And also, Sam Darnold is much more talent, physically talented than the vast majority See, of NFL backups. I just, so I think they do want a guy that I'm they sure they play. do, but I disagree I with, you know, I think Kyle Shanahan is wrong. They cannot win with anybody in quarterback because they aren't able to with Trey. And, Timmy, no offense, I'm going to say Trey's a much better quarterback than you in every which way possible, and they're not always able to win with Trey. So I just don't think that Kyle's – I mean, that's his hope is they can win with anybody, um, but that's just not true. And I think it – as I said, I think it comes down to things that we don't see, like Brennan Allen, probably just the better clipboard guy than Will Greer or something. I don't know, but – we're taking three, and it's going to be those three yeah. in my mind. I think you're probably right, but I I agree we're taking three. If there's someone who hits waivers or something they like better, it wouldn't shock me if they sure. make that kind of move. Going back to the – or going down to the running back room, we'll, we'll include incredible fullback Kyle Juszczyk in this. I think they take five. They take yeah, five in. running backs, including Kyle and that is Christian McCaffrey, Elijah yeah. Mitchell, Jordan Mason, Tyrion Davis-Price, and then Kyle Juszczyk as the fifth. Now, this is where 53-man roster projections predictions get challenging, is Elijah Mitchell's been injured, and we really have not been told how many weeks that is going to last. So he could start the season on the IR of the pup, and that could make room for Jeremy McNichols. Yeah, but with those kind of things, you have to have them on the initial 53-man roster initially, and then the player has to hit waivers for you to then bring them back with a lot of these IR situations. So we'll talk about this a bit more with like Ray Ray McLeod in the receiver room. They do have to be on your official initial 53-man roster. Then you can move them to IR. Then you can bring someone else yeah. back. They really value the fullback position, which is is really rare and rare and, and not normal in the NFL, right? And so... That's something to to think about, that they really value that spot. I think Coletto is a guy we probably will try to bring in on the practice squad. I expect to see him there, but he's a name to keep an eye on. He's obviously not making the 53-man roster, but the 49ers signed him as an undrafted free agent for a reason. They want him on this team for a long time. So if he doesn't make the practice squad, I'll be very, very surprised. Moving on to wide receiver. Uh, going into a similar thing that you were just mentioning about Ray Ray, so... Six receivers in my mind are Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, Danny Gray, I believe, still makes it. Ray Ray, Ray Ray McLeod obviously will and then will be put on IR for several weeks. I believe the sixth receiver that they take is Ronnie Bell, who will step in the exact Absolutely. position that Ray Ray was in last year. Ronnie Bell is going to be the kick and punt returner and that potentially fourth, fifth receiver to, to get in a couple of attempts You think Ronnie game. Bell is going to be the kick returner? I do. He didn't really do that much in college. That's what I was that's the thing I'm worried about with this receiver room is I could see the 49ers going out and getting another guy who can return kicks with Ray Ray McLeod's injuries. And so that would be if this shifts around, that would be why, I think. 
You think it's going to be Ronnie I, Bell? I do. I'd be a little surprised if they went out and got a, a special teamer for, as a rental. Um, but I know you got to do what you got to do to to fill that spot. Yeah. But, no, I, I agree with you on, on everything. I'm just a little curious what goes down there. But, yeah, both Ray Ray McLeod and Danny Gray are candidates for a potential IR pup list kind of spot. So something to keep an eye and on. And so – so what we're going to see is, I mean, Ray Ray for sure is going on IR. He's he's already it's already been said he'll be out for several weeks, couple months. Yeah. So he'll be on, he'll be made on that list. I believe that veterans Chris Conley and Willie Sneed will be on practice squad. And if Ray Ray and Danny Green both get put on the IR immediately once the cut final cuts are made, I believe both Willie Sneed and Chris Conley will be brought in. Because there, that will only be four wide receivers after Gray and McLeod go on IR. Samuel Ayuk and Jennings, and they're going to want some depth. And to have Ronnie Bell be that fourth guy and only him. No, I believe that they'll bring in two other veterans, Conley and Sneed. And we may see them at all. We may see them nada. So, but I believe that those two guys will be brought in in their absence. Yeah, I I agree. Um, will be interesting what goes on with that room. So does that leave us with how many receivers making the 53? Was it six? Uh, yes, six. I do believe it will be six. Perfect. I I feel like we're on the same page here because I'm I've been with Ma- you on every. Well, mainly step of the because way. they're taking mainly because I only see them taking four running backs in Kyle Yuschek, so that leaves room for it. But here's where we get. This is where I see the most controversy potentially happening. The most discussion is over the tight end position. We're, we're seeing a change, obviously not in our starter, George Kittle, but we're, we've been seeing a change in the backups over the last couple of years. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Ross Dwelly has always been on the chopping block the last couple of years, and potentially same thing with Charlie Warner. They drafted but, Cameron Latou. Who now is, is going to start the season on IR, though, right? Cameron Latou just had knee surgery. So that well, really changes it, things up for our guy. Here's the discussion. Is that, here's the discussion is that they're not even – I hear rumors that they're not even certain they're going to take Latou. I I disagree. I don't think you spent a third round pick on him. I know he's had he's had trouble with some drops this preseason, but it is he hasn't even had a rookie year yet. So I think they're going to go more what we saw from college, and they spent a third round pick on him. So that'd be quite a bummer to not make camp, especially when you know. No offense to Ross Dwelly and Charlie Warner, but they've never been the most flashy players. I know Dwelly has had some good weeks in Kittle's absence, but um, I think they take Cameron Latou, and I think he gets put on IR as he has to go through with that surgery on his meniscus. And I think that would mean Dwelly or Warner get put on the practice squad and then get called up immediately. And I really would like them to also put Braden Willis on the practice squad. He's someone I think is very raw, needs more time, but I really like his talent, potential. Though. A lot of physical ability in Willis. So he, he could get picked up by another team. I would not be that surprised if he did. It's more of our defensive rookies is where I'm really, really worried. If they do not make the 53-man roster, I'd be very shocked if they did not get snatched up. Especially, honestly, this might sound silly to some people, but... If you and I are able to talk all day long about how amazing the Niners are in the late rounds, I bet other NFL executives have seen that as well. And so if some of our late round picks don't make the 53-man roster... are you saying that we are not as sharp as NFL general manager and front office executives? No, we're obviously sharper. But just because they're right under us, they might realize that 
even if a fifth, sixth, seventh round draft pick of the Niners doesn't make the roster, the executives could think, oh, well, I guess they got it wrong with that one and they didn't like him. Or it means there's not a ton of room and they just, you know, they're trying to put him on the practice squad. If I'm an NFL executive of, a, of another team and I know this about the Niners, if they're smart enough like you and I to realize this, I'm trying to pick up any rookie that the that the Niners do not put on their active roster. If they have a guy that has left off, I'm trying to sign him just even to our practice squad or something just because the Niners drafted him late. Yeah, I agree. I got no notes on that. Well, no notes tight on end, that. So tight end position, I think the ones that actually make the roster are Kittle, Warner, Dwelly, and I kind of think Latou makes it too, but then immediately gets slotted into an IR spot. But I, I would say we carry three tight ends, and it's it's Dwelly, Warner, and Kittle. I agree that that is how it will shape out, but I'm curious to see if they take four and then put Latou on the IR and then take a different position, or if they yeah. leave Dwelly or Warner off to put Latou on IR, or if, or if Latou just doesn't make it at all, but I'd be very surprised by that. I think it would probably be Warner that doesn't. Maybe it's maybe it's Warner and Dwelly with Lit, but you can. Yeah, I think we need to put them down for four spots, Daniel, because I think they'll take Latu and put and put them on the IR. I I think they will, but where where it gets challenging is you got to remember, and we can we can keep track and do math afterwards. But they take four tight ends. It means they probably have to drop an offensive lineman or something, which they never really like to do. So that leads us into. The O line. I be, they always take well, not always. They really like to take nine. They yeah. really like to take nine guys, and I've heard this year they might go with eight. But I'm actually, we already know that I'm going. I'm going with Latou. I think he's going on season-ending IR, right? Because that's what we've been talking about: is that he hasn't been that good in camp, and all he has to say is, "Yeah, I'm injured, and I can't play for the rest of the for the rest of the season." I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard of. Uh, Michael Lombardi, he used to be Patriots front office. He was the Browns GM for a bit. Longtime NFL exec, now podcaster, has a book out. He might have a couple books. I read one of his books once, Gridiron Genius. And he talks about a story when he was, he might have been with the 49ers when he was on a coaching staff. And he pulled a rookie aside one day and was like, your back hurts. He was like, you tell them your back hurts. And he was like, yeah, because we couldn't keep the guy on. He wasn't good enough to make the roster, but we didn't want him to go anywhere. So all he has to do is tell him his back hurts and he's on season-ending IR for the year. So <laughs> Latou has an actual injury, right, that could potentially justify that. But then he it's also a gets a year to develop. So, yeah, have surgery. So I actually think it's going to be three tight ends. It's going to be the Dwelly Warner Kittle and then use up one of those season-ending IR spots on, on Latou. I, I think that okay. is what makes the most sense to me. Okay. We already know the starting offensive line unless something drastically changes, but going from left to right, Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel in the middle, Spencer Burford, and then Colton McKivitz on the outside right tackle. I think they go with nine guys and they take John. This is actually my order of the backup O-line as well, is John Feliciano. I think he's the number six offensive line guy. Jalen Moore at six or uh, seven. You could even say six and a half because I think he's right there. Matt Pryor, I think for sure makes the team as the seventh guy. And I, sorry, he's the eighth guy. And I do think they take Nick Zakelge as the ninth guy. Um, you know, if we, if you forgot, Trent Williams is 35 years old, um, but he's still one of the best, if uh, no, the best left tackle in the game. Um, 
there's been so much talk about Colton McKivitz. Is he able to, he's taking over for Mike McGlinchey at right tackle, but is he going to be able to do that? Um, I think Burford uh, and uh, Aaron Banks are, this is their big year to solidify themselves as Burford, right Banks, left guard. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to replace Daniel Brunskill as he's been the swing guy, but Burford and, and Banks are trying to take that, that rightful spot. What do you think about the – we already know the starting five, Timmy, and I don't think you disagree with any of that at all. But what do you think about the, the backups and how many they take? I don't know, and I'm worried about it. And I think that of all the positions, I think this is one, along with what I said about kick returner earlier, I think we should absolutely not be surprised if the 49ers bring in someone else here because the, what we're looking at is a lot of talented backups – who can play at a couple spots. But I don't know. Chris Forrester, the 49ers offensive line coach, has not been particularly kind to Jalen Moore in some of his statements recently. It does not sound like this team is confident at Jalen Moore to, to fill in at either tackle spot. And Trent Williams is the best left tackle in the NFL. He's also on the older side. He's also struggled with injuries. We might need someone else ready to play there. And none of those other guys really play much tackle. I think Zakel's just gone for sure. But I... I don't know what to expect with with the O-line. I think you've got the number right, but I think bringing in an extra guy, I if, if someone who can play both tackle spots competently hits the waiver wire, the 49ers are putting in a claim. Absolutely. So that obviously well, does not necessarily affect these 53-man roster, uh, this initial 53-man roster, but I, I really think it's possible that we've got a new a new swing tackle before the season starts. What would be really cool is Lyle Collins, formerly on the Cowboys and most recently for the Bengals, either has been cut or there's there's loads of talk and prediction that he is going to be cut and not make the, uh, the Bengals roster. I'm trying to look it up right now. So he has not officially been waived, um, but the, the Bengals have also only waived or cut one player so far. Uh, well, a lot of teams have, have already made their official uh, have already made their official cuts or are certainly getting close to it. So, I think Lyle Collins will be waived or cut, um, and I think that that could be a potential person the Niners do snag. Uh, but he is going to be more of an expensive player, and I don't know if the Niners have the room for that if Bosa is still unsigned, yeah. which is just terrifying. Yeah, that's scary. I, we should probably just talk about that real quick. Nick Bosa is going to be on the 49ers. I'm not convinced he's going to be on them for week one. And that's terrifying. So hopefully they get that straightened up. That's all I have to say about that. But yeah, O-line. <laughs> yep. so, so Daniel, who do you think, if you're predicting, let's, let's drop my claim that we've got outside influence. You're saying the five starters, and then who else do you see making that final roster? I see them going with nine, taking John Feliciano, Jalen Moore, Matt Pryor, and Nick Zakelge. And, you know, I agree with what you're saying about Jalen Moore. I don't think I've been super impressed with him when I've seen him. So maybe they move on from him. I'd be surprised if they did right here without replacing him instead of just kind of cutting him and getting rid of him without a pretty solid uh, player in return. But I believe they take nine, and those are my nine. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think it would probably have to be somebody hits waivers, then they cut more and bring them in. All right, should we switch around to the defensive side of the ball? Flopping sides. I, Here we go. 
I think Nick Bosa, let's start with the D-line. I think Nick Bosa is on this team. I think we should use a roster spot for him here just because I think he's I think he's going to sign. Um, I hope he does, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I would I would be just – I know I saw a report saying he's asking for over $30 million a year, or at least that's what he deserves, and I don't disagree. Um, but that is going to be a pretty penny for the Niners to do. And from what I've understood of their, their money situation, they do have that space, but they don't have tons more. And so I think they're trying to figure out what can we do after this if we make this work. Does this put us in too much of a – burning a hole in our pockets but in the best way said because it's nick bosa so let's yeah. be dreamers and and believe that they get it done um in the afternoon after we post this episode yeah that's probably what's gonna happen but yeah so besides nick bosa one spot to him i think the defensive line i think we're gonna have obviously bosa armstead hargrave drake jackson those are your starters clellan farrell has had an excellent camp in preseason absolutely making the team so that's a fifth guy right there then you got javon kinlaw he's gonna make it obviously plays great when he's healthy and then we're looking at you know some combination whatever that is yeah robert beal jr carrie Hyder, kalia davis ty mcgill marlon davidson austin bryant alex barrett taco charlton already cut so like what do we what do we have going on here is kind of my my question i i think it's probably I'm I'm in on Farrell. Kerry Hyder has just had so many good seasons for the Niners. I feel like they'll bring him back. Beal Jr. is just such an interesting guy because he's had some health issues, not the best camp, but has just so, so much talent. He came out of Georgia, so you obviously are like, oh, he was in that Georgia D-line room because you think about the Georgia teams the past couple years. So I, I really don't know. Daniel, who do you think is going to be these D-linemen that make the team? Well... For sure, the ones that you just ran through and said, uh, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, Jake Jackson, starting four. Definitely, Clint Farrell is number five. Javon Kinlaw is six. I think I think because the Niners love having so much depth at the, at the defensive line and they use so many of them, I think they also go with nine. I think this is a team that really likes to take nine on both sides of the ball. So we got four, Kinlaw and Farrell is five and six. Kevin Givens, number seven. I think Kerry Hyder makes it at number eight. Um, I know Austin Bryant acquisition had had a nice a nice preseason, I would say, and he is for sure a candidate to make number nine. Um, but I would really, really, really like it to be Robert Beal Jr. That is who I would like it to be. Um, I'm afraid that if he doesn't make the, the roster, somebody else will snatch him up. He's exactly who I'm thinking of when I talked earlier about um, a different NFL exec seeing a Niners late-round pick not make the team. Robert Beal Jr. is is absolutely who I see that being, and I do not want to miss out on him. Um, same thing with, with D. Winters. If he doesn't make it, same thing with him, but I believe that he will. So for the sake of my heart, I'm going to say Austin Bryant doesn't make it and Robert Beal Jr. does, and Bryant gets put on the practice squad or gets snatched up. But that's nine defensive linemen for me. Yeah, I I, th- I agree. I think that makes sense. I'm really hoping Beal makes the team. I think he will long-term. I'm really excited about Clellan Farrell as well this year. Should be a good time. All right, you want to talk uh, Want to talk linebacker? Yep, I do. Um, this is one that, that is potentially a more 
not controversial, but I'm I'm making a, a what seems to be a bolder prediction for me because I don't think the Niners really take six linebackers ever, but I think they do. Um, I think that they take obviously Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. They're really liking Oren Burks even in a more expanded role as a as a starting linebacker. I believe he's the the slot linebacker. He's the SLB and a big special teamers is, is really what they like as well. I think, I mean, they've had Demetrius Flanagan Fowles in roles before, and they really like him as a backup. I don't think he would, I think he'd be snatched up if he was put on waivers to then be put on the practice squad. And I really like Jalen Graham and D Winters. I do. I mean, I love our late round draft picks and I watched their college tape and I liked it. Maybe I like everybody's college tape. I don't know. But I think they go with six or they find some way to keep all six of these guys at the very least. I don't know if it'll be as easy as they just take these six guys and they all might get a spot or however they have to work it around. Um, I do have a fear that all of them or or any of them could be snatched up on waivers before making the practice squad. So I, I think that they go with these six linebackers. You know, can Oren fill, Oren Burks, can he fill Aziz Alshire's role? If not, they, they love him on special teams. And can Jalen Grammer D. Winters step in for some added depth or even in that Aziz Alshire role? So I don't know, but uh, I, I think, think the six. 49ers like both of those guys too, Graham and yeah. Winters. So should be interesting what happens there. Do you think they go with six and take Graham, Winters, and Flanagan fouls? Or what do you, what do you think they do there? Do you think they aim to put a guy on the practice squad? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they do. And if you're going to put somebody on the practice squad, it's probably going to be one of those rookies, right? So I think it's probably Winters or Graham going to the practice squad just because it tends to be easier to get a rookie there. No one else has really seen them but you. So I think that's probably the move they go. Do you think that happens instead of them just going with six? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think both, right? They're gonna why not take six and stash somebody? But yeah, I mean, we've yeah. got twenty-one spots left on our roster, and I'm already stressing out with what to do with it. So I think either yeah. or, but I-, I could see one of those rookies winding up on the practice squad. Okay, let's move to cornerbacks. All right, I'm putting us down for six linebackers, cornerbacks. We have. I love getting to start with like. This is who definitely is going to make the team. Mm-hmm. Traverius Ward is going to make the team. D'Amador Lenore is going to make the team. Ambry Thomas, I, I think, is going to make this team. I, I think Ambry Thomas is absolutely making this team. From here, I'm not agree. sure. Isaiah Oliver has been kind of the thought of the favorite to be the nickel cornerback, but the team has not spoken super kindly of him recently, some of the coaches. So not convinced had, that's tough, locked up. He had a couple of tough performances. And, and if it's not him, it's probably Samuel Womack filling in there. So then you just uh, – I, I don't really know. So I, I think my guess is this: we take probably five corners, and I bet it's Ward, Lenore, Thomas, Oliver, and Womack. That, that would be my that's, my guess. That's exactly what I've got as well. Um, in, in recent years, we've seen them take at least six backs, but I think that this is a year they just go with five because I think that they actually feel really strongly about these five guys. I know there's questions around Oliver, but there's no questions around Traverius Ward. There are certainly less questions than there were last season with Diamador Lenore. And I think that after his rookie year, Samuel Womack is looking really good. 
Isaiah Oliver is a veteran with some more experience, but he is a little inconsistent this preseason is what they've seen. And I'm hoping they like Avery Thomas more than they ever had. And I think that they feel pretty good rolling in with those five guys. Yeah, I think so too. I think Avery Thomas is the most popular he's ever been on this team. Yeah, right, should we talk? Should we talk safeties before uh, sneaking over to the special teamers? Where there's I think, actually probably more drama than anything else right now. I think this is literally the easiest one to predict, and it's I Do feel like it's really ever. Daniel? Yeah, my boy Talano Hufunga, hoorah! And then easily to Sean Gibson and Jair Brown, and I think George Odom. I think they only take four. Same thing with the cornerback room. I think they feel really good about this safety room. Other than loving their defensive line depth as always, I think that this is an unbelievable amount of depth at the safety position that we're not used to seeing for this team because I feel like our safeties and corners are always the most questionable. Um, But they feel amazing about Hufunga. They love him. Deshaun Gibson did way better than anyone would have ever imagined last year, just being a veteran they worked out. And then they absolutely love the value they got with Jair Brown in the third round. And again, in a, a, many episodes ago, it feels like we talked about how I think it'll take two to three weeks before Jair Brown steps in and is the starter alongside Hufunga. And George Odom is the fourth guy. I think they're I think they're just fine with that. Yeah, I agree. I think they're they're really happy with that. Makes makes sense to me. So we're saying four safeties then. Yeah. So let's just let's let's tally up where we are right now. That puts us at forty seven. So we've got five spots left to assign to some special teamers. I think we've we've okay. got some space, right? Yep. Alright, well let's do the not. ones let's do the ones we know. Uh okay. Mitch Wisnowski is gonna be the punter, so that's one. We love Mitch. Tabor Pepper is going to be the long snapper. That's another one. One of the one of the longest tenured Niners. It feels like. Yeah, Tabor Pepper, Kittle Light. Been around, been around forever. Now, Daniel, who the heck is going to be kicking for the 49ers in Week One? You know what I? I've been complaining for months about having so much controversy about our backup quarterback and how I don't like it. I really don't like all the uncertainty around our kicker. I have loved, and I guess I have taken for granted, how much I loved having Robbie Gold as our kicker and where it's just like, yep, another year with Robbie and we don't have to worry about anything. Because I'm sick and tired of worrying about who who's our kicker going to be. <laughs> what are we going to do? Like, are, Is Jake Moody going to be healthy? Is even Zane Gonzalez going to be healthy? Um, I, I, I saw that Michael... Uh, I can never say his name correctly. It's B-A-D-G-L-E-Y, Badgley, is, was released by the Washington Commanders. So that doesn't look great. Um, well, you know who else maybe... is available? Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold! <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to play somewhere else. Like, he was verbal about that. He wanted to play somewhere else. I don't think he likes the West Coast rather than it's the Niners. Yeah. But he, he's, not, he's not signed. I know he's old. Older, it's weird, but he's Robbie. good. And but Moody he's not and signed Gonzalez by anyone. Are, I mean, most likely the 49ers week one kicker is not going to be Moody or Gonzalez. I think well, they probably they, keep Moody just out of pride that they took a kicker in the third round, so they need to keep him, and he was good in the preseason. So maybe it's cut Gonzalez, Moody makes that initial roster, and then gets well, moved over to uh, 
They both have strains. Jake Moody uh, has a quad strain. You need that for kicking. Zane Gonzalez has a calf strain. You need that for kicking. They're both expected to miss a few weeks. Now, I don't know what a few weeks means, but I know that the season is in less than just a few weeks. So, who knows? I think I think Zane Gonzalez, they try to put on the practice squad or put him on, like keep him and then put him on the injured list. I think they do that more so with Jake Moody, but I think they're going to need to go get a new kicker uh, before the, the start of the season against the Steelers. Because let me tell you, I do not want to see Mitch Wisnowski making kicks. Only punts. Yeah. No, I, I think most likely we do wind up with one kicker on the official roster, and it's Jake Moody. And for then sure. I think the 49ers will move him to IR and bring somebody else in for week one. Who that's going to be, I don't know, because I can't imagine Robbie Gold wants to be a one-week kicker, right? And so no. it'll, be, it'll be a mess. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> it's going to be a good time, he says. I don't know about that one. So well, let me let me tally this up for us again, real quick. This is great. I feel radio. like we have. I feel like I was told we have two extra spots. I thought we had five spots heading into the special teamers, and that was Tabor Pepper, Mitch Wisnowski, and we think we're going to keep one kicker. But if we have two extra spots, maybe we take two kickers, and that bothers me because I I don't want two kickers. Put one on the practice squad. That's all you need. Um, and. Robbie Gould and Michael Badgley are still free agents. Um, but again, I don't think Robbie Gould coming back to the Niners is any way possible, especially right, in a Daniel, rental role. Breaking news. I'm terrible at math. We have exactly <laughs> I was 53 gonna, people. I was going to say, I don't know how we'd we have two it. extra spots. We're perfect. We're perfect. And so better this than is NFL our, executives. This is our official 49ers roster. And I bet we got everything correct. Oh, yeah. No, this is right, everybody. This is us. For Don't sure. Don't forget it. We're so good at this. Well, well, listeners, that's what we got for you. And uh, yeah. check, our, check our math. Check our predictions. Tomorrow, when all the final cuts come out, see how we did. And look, yeah. for, I'm telling you, look for these young rookies and see what happens to them. Because if they don't make it, they're getting snatched up by someone else, I'm sure. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We love doing this show, and uh, enjoy roster cuts tomorrow. And next episode is going to be a week one preview, so it's going to be a good wow. time. We're excited to have you all here. In enjoy yeah. roster cuts. Yeah. So I mean, so as long as you're not one of the players being cut, it could be. <laughs> so what an insensitive ending. <laughs> I'm just yeah. Kidding. Sorry about that. Sorry, right, everybody, well, if you don't make a team. Yeah, sorry if you don't make the team. We'd love to interview you, if so. And uh, stay safe out there, everybody.